0: Blessed Sunday of the Passion, or Palm Sunday. This is a day in the church that holds a lot together thematically and chronologically. We begin the service with Jesus entering into Jerusalem amidst cheers and palms and declarations of his identity as Messiah, as the son of David, the one who would rescue Israel and rain, and then we hear in our Gospel reading about the events leading to the crucifixion and death of Jesus, hence Sunday of the Passion. In one hour, we trace the significant moments in the last week of Jesus' life, and quite frankly, this is a whole lot to be present to in one hour. When we look at the Gospel themselves, we realize that in each case the proportion of content allotted to the week of the Passion is dominant. Almost a third of the Gospels, each of them, is dedicated to the events leading to his death. The Gospels are sort of biographies with unusual emphasis on the last days, and that is because while Jesus' life was very important in the Creed we, we, don't, we sort of skip over the middle parts of Jesus' life, but he didn't just be born and then die. He had to live. But we also recognize that his death was significant. Some feel that trying to squeeze all that we do into one service is just too much. Well, fortunately, we all have the opportunity to enter into the events of Christ's final week more deeply in the upcoming services of Maundy Thursday and Good Friday and, of course, the Easter Vigil. And I recommend that to you if you've never participated in those services before. No matter what the circumstances of your life, and, of course, they are different every year, no matter the circumstances, when we observe Jesus walking through the last part of his life, saying what he says and doing what he does, we are changed. Our priorities shift. There is a heaviness, a sadness, yes, but it is a healing sadness because it is saturated in grace and love, and because we know the ending, which is that love restores all things, and there will be resurrection life flowing out of it for Jesus and for you. And this process, this what we call way of the cross, is the way that God became king and actually that's the key to understanding this sunday with all its sort of dissonant parts as fitting together into one theme palm sunday or passion sunday is about the way god became king god all immortal invisible god only wise becoming a human king that happened through the way of the cross And while it's very paradoxical, what the Gospel of Mark shows us, we began with the Gospel of Mark, and it's alluded to specifically actually in our reading. I'll read from it. What the Gospel of Mark shows us is that Jesus' moment of enthronement is on the cross. And actually the cross that hangs in our chapel shows that reality. Jesus wears a crown, not the crown of thorns, a golden crown. He's robed like a king. Earlier in the gospel, there was a moment when the disciples were asking Jesus if they could sit on his right and on his left when he came into his kingdom. You know, they're picturing some sort of magnificent coronation like for Queen Elizabeth or something. They want to be there when Jesus comes into his power. But this is what Jesus says. You don't know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? Can you receive the baptism I am going to receive? Yes, they said, we can. You will drink the cup I drink, and you will receive the baptism I receive. Jesus knew that they were also going to die on crosses. But sitting at my right or my left, that is not up to me to decide. It has already been assigned. Then in chapter 15, which we heard alluded to in our Passion reading, when Jesus is hanging on the cross between the two criminals, one on his right and one on his left, it is clear that these are the ones to whom it has been assigned. This is the moment when Jesus has entered into his kingdom. Ironically, of course, there it is, the sign above him. He is accused of being the king of the Jews. Also, there were two insurrectionists crucified with him, one to his right and one to his left. Mark is using all the literary tools in his toolbox to just focus our eyes on the enthronement of Jesus on the cross. It seems, quite frankly, almost absurd, but it is very important for many reasons, three of which I will mention. First, Jesus was clear that his kingdom rule was rooted in self-denial and service. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus' enthronement is quite literally his pouring himself out for others. And what is true of Jesus will be true for those who follow him. To any degree that you or I are given power, or authority, or means, or gifts. It is to serve others with them. Second, Jesus becoming king involved undeserved suffering. Suffering is part of the Christian life. I hate to say that here, you know, as we're all finally gathering back in church. There is, of course, also a lot of joy in the Christian life but to pretend that following Jesus will free us from all pain would be untruthful. In some mysterious way, however, the pain that we experience when we follow Jesus is swept up into redemptive purposes. It is not wasted. I don't know how that works exactly, I know it's true because Jesus says it, but I have seen it somewhat. I have seen it when a person has suffered, and with their last breath she said, God is good. Her suffering somehow, mysteriously, was not wasted in her proclamation in the midst of it, of who God is and his love and that he is good. Third, Jesus came into his kingdom on earth. God intended to become an earthly king to establish his good, flourishing rule right here. It can be so easy, particularly when we are going through challenging times, to slip into a sort of other world mindset when we talk about heaven and the world to come. But the language of the Bible depicts God coming into this world, bringing his heavenly rule here, not with an army, but through the incarnation of his Son, who became a king by dying for the sins of the world. And because of that, our lives here on earth now are occupations, Our domestic life, our gardens, uh, everything that you are going to set about to do as you leave this church, it's not just a preparation for some other life. It's actually the kingdom life that Jesus was crowned for, your life, right now. You know, I don't know how it's all going to work out because we do know that all the dead will rise and somehow we're all going to live together and the earth seems kind of small for that. I don't know how God's going to do that, but somehow he's coming to us into this world because he wants to infuse this world, your heart, my heart, with his gracious will. So, today... Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday, we remember how God became king and what a king he is.